Welcome to Soaring with Eagles with your host, Crystal Richardson, a.k.a. Sergeant K. Each week, we hear from Crystal and her successful guests as they share their triumphs, tragedies, tools, and secrets for living a full life complete with financial freedom laced with fun and fulfillment. Crystal takes a controversial and edgy approach to unveil interesting facts about millionaires, billionaires, and game changers, and how they have accomplished life success while giving back. Now, here is Crystal Richardson. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Soaring with Eagles. Very happy to be with you today. We're going to be talking about the distribution of wealth and why it should matter to you. So uh, we do have some statistics. We do have a few people that we're going to spotlight and highlight. But uh, the main purpose of this show is to, to give you this information so that you can understand how it relates to you, why you should care, and what you can do about it. So um, a lot of this does depend on uh, you know, where you are right now in your life. And Soaring with Eagles, the main reason for us having this show is to give you insight and access to some of the people that uh, we've been blessed to be able to to know and get to meet that are millionaires and billionaires that have uh, financial success and some could could say success in the world and success in life. Uh, but the main reason that we always talk about uh, what we do here on Soaring with Eagles is so that you can have the information, you can have uh, a better life. Um, with the access that we're talking about, with the funds that we're talking about, with the lifestyles that we're talking about, so that you can give back. We never talk about any of these subjects just for the sake of having money and having what the world classifies as success. We talk about it so that uh, we will have extra, so that we will have overflow, so that we can uh, do what has been placed on our heart to, to do in our community to give back. So uh, with that introduction, we want to talk about the distribution of wealth. So uh, what does that even mean? What is, what is wealth? And so, you know, people have heard of assets and liabilities and, uh, and there's a number of equations that, that equate to wealth. But the truth of the matter is, just like in the book uh, that's behind me uh, that you'll be hearing more about, I, I keep alluding to uh, Flint Out Loud, 11 strategies, 11 um, strategies for strategy, leadership, and success, 11 lessons. There we go. 11 lessons for strategy, leadership, and success. Uh, there's over 100 definitions of the word success uh, in the book from people from all over the world. I was very uh, pleased and honored and thankful for all of you who responded to that request to, to give your definitions for success. And um, some of them actually did have to do with money. Some of them had to do with life and family and just having health uh, and having a healthy family and having your family around you uh, is success. So the same thing is, is true when we talk about wealth. And there's different people from around the world and here in America have their own definition of what wealth is. And again, part of that has to do with, you know, where you are on that economic ladder. So wealth to some people could be having a million dollars. In a recent survey, um, there's uh, Bloomberg, there's Forbes, there's some other uh, sources that I used. Wealth 
for a number of people, uh, probably in the ages of maybe the the 20s in America, equate wealth to having even more than a million dollars. Maybe it's like 2.3 or $2.5 million, one of the surveys said. And so having that, and then obviously, if you have that, you're able to invest and do other things in order to to attain more wealth. Uh, Other people being wealthy is having over $100 million or or even in the billions. So uh, it kind of, as I stated, depends on where you are on that ladder. But the the truth of the matter is, when we talk about the distribution of some of percentages, if you have not already heard some of them, may be staggering to you on how wealth is distributed. So we're looking at here in America, as well as we're looking in other countries. Uh, Once again, I would like to thank those of you who do watch this show and listen to this show on Voice America that are in other countries. I think this past week with the show that we did, uh, there was probably I think about nine countries that that listen to that show. So we're still at about the 15 countries and and thousands and thousands of people who have listened and watched. And so thank you, thank you, thank you. Just wanted to give that quick shout out. Okay, so there's three people that we're going to look at today. Three people that we're going to look at. And when we talk about distribution of wealth, here in America, the most billionaires uh, on a number of the surveys that, that, that I looked at we're actually in the United States. There's a lot of rich people, billionaires uh, in other countries, but the main people that we're going to talk about today and that were actually on a number of the the lists uh, actually were from America. So uh, Jeff uh, Bezos, who is the CEO and founder of Amazon, as well as Bill Gates, and then Warren Buffett. So those are three people that we're going to talk about today uh, as we also talk about, in general, the distribution of wealth uh, across the world. Okay, so Jeff uh, is the founder of Amazon. And initially, I'm not sure if you all know that initially it was a bookstore and it was not all of the products uh, that you see today that you have the box that shows up at your house probably every week, every month, or uh, for some people, it's, it's even every day. They have so many items. Uh, he initially started it as that, but uh, different research states that he always had in the back of his mind, he wanted to do other models. That's where he started. Now, when we talk about the distribution of wealth and we talk about him being one of the most richest people in the world, we also talk about how is that distributed and what what do they do with that money? And a lot of people do have where they're CEOs, founders of companies, uh, and a lot of people have that word in their description of who they are, which is the word philanthropist. Okay, so there's people who have give back models and there's people who are philanthropists, people who, who give and, and, and do it not necessarily to get anything back. Yes, there are tax write-offs, and I'm sure that a lot of these people do use uh, philanthropy and use their give-back models uh, for the tax write-off, but some people do it out of the goodness of their heart because that's really what they want to do, and it is okay to go ahead and get that tax write-off. Uh, from a governmental perspective uh, when you file your taxes as well. But 
This is a picture for those of you who are watching on Facebook. This is a picture of Jeff. And we are going to get into a little bit more of his philosophies in his life as we talk about distribution. But one of the main things I wanted to, to go over first was looking at one of the things that he said is that, you know, we have to make sure that we focus on results and not just on the process. So when we're talking about wealth and the distribution of wealth, it's what you do with that money and it's what your mindset is. We talk a lot about mindset on this show and whatever it is that you're doing to make money, you want to make sure that you're, you're focusing on the end result of what it is that you want to do. Of course, there is a process that you have to go through to, to make the money, but you don't want to be so focused on the process that you forget uh, what the end result is that, that you're trying to attain, okay? So please make sure that you remember the end result. And one thing that a lot of people do that I know and, and I do myself is I, I, I have a lot of notes, a lot of things that I have posted. And so always having that end result and that thing that it is that, that you want to achieve as part of, as part of something that you, you have posted. Okay. So a lot of people have different mantras. They have different things that they have posted related to, um, positive comments and, and affirmations, but you want to make sure that you understand uh, what your end result is, is as far as what it is that you want to do. So when we talk about distribution, and there's a lot of other co countries that, that were on some of the stats that I looked at. Uh, China, obviously, there's uh, Australia, there's a number of other countries uh, that were on there, but the main one was the United States. And also, when we talk about distribution, of wealth, there's a very, very small percentage of the people, some, some stats say even like 1% of the people uh, that have the majority of the wealth. And um, that is when we say the word distribution, it's how are things distributed? How is the wealth distributed across people, across uh, nationalities, across countries? And so when there's such a small percentage of the wealth such a small percentage that you have where we're saying the distribution of wealth, it's not really distributed. There's a small percentage of people that have that wealth. The thing is, is what are they doing with it? And so we want to always make sure in our lives, uh, we may become as rich as some of the people that we're talking about, um, or we may not. We may have a re-reach our specific definition of wealth, but we wanna make sure that we have give back models. And that's one of the things that I want to make sure that, that we always think about. Okay, so let's more really to Jeff in particular. And when we talk about the distribution of wealth, it was not that he was, was wealthy to, to start with. His mother, I believe, uh, in one of the things I looked at, was actually 17 when, when she had him. And uh, his, his father uh, was not a professional that was in a, in a corporation either, um, but he did have where uh, he had a regular schooling. I think he was, he was born in Houston and he went through college and his mother actually was not with his original father, divorced and, and married someone else. And that's how he got his, his 
current last name. And then they were able to invest in his first company. And when we talk about distribution of wealth, a lot of us have people potentially that can, can uh, invest in them or they have people who they know that uh, would be good investors. But the thing is, is that all of us don't necessarily have that people who can invest in us. So the distribution of wealth a lot of times is because people who have money are able to put that money back into their families. So as you attain money, one of the things that may be considered controversial, but it's really not, is that you know people need to save, people need to invest. Now you don't just save to have money sitting up in the bank. And a lot of people, whether you say, uh, if you're looking at wealth across various nationalities, it is uh, the um, people who have money, especially if we're looking here in, in America, uh, whites had more money, you know, from starting from money that was in their family related to um, there's, there's land and other businesses that they had at the time. And so if you say blacks and Latinos, you know, trying to catch up with that, uh, the definitions and the statistics that I looked at, I mean, obviously it swings more, you know, that way as opposed to, to Blacks and Hispanics. Now, the thing is, and some of you might not agree with, uh, but you, you need to look at investing, okay? Now, a lot of people, a lot of people that I know, a lot of people in a number of cultures are really into spending. Of course, we need to spend money on things that matter. But what I'm saying is you don't need to buy things that you don't really need. And you could be using that money to invest. You could be using that money to have a little bit of savings also to start uh, LLCs and start companies uh, in your name as well as in, in your children's name. And teach them about money and make sure that they totally understand the philosophies of wealth. And it doesn't have anything to do with what race you are. It doesn't have anything to do with, you know, one race having a leg up or having uh, money that was in their family or businesses because you can have the same thing. Okay. So, have where you teach your children about finances, teach your children about wealth management, not just money management, but wealth management. Have where you put your money into property, into starting companies that you can have uh, multiple streams of income coming in and then manage that, okay? So this is something that some people do get uh, totally get some people totally get and then some people totally get offended by some of the comments that are being made about uh, spending okay but part of the reason why I'm saying that is because there is such a disproportionate uh, distribution of wealth now if we look at the habits and lifestyle of some of the people that, that I mentioned, of course they can buy big houses and cars and things of that nature because they have uh, an overabundance of money. Uh, but trying to do that when you don't have that, just to have a facade or have the on the face that, that you are something that you're actually not, or 
not just that it's something that you're actually not, but looking at the fact that that money could be used differently. It could be used in a better way. It's not always about, they used to say, keeping up with the Joneses. It's not always about that. Sometimes it is where people just want to look like they have something that they don't have. So all I'm saying to you is that think about how you're spending your money, um, whether it's on material possessions. Uh, do you really need to have five or six televisions? Do you even need to have one television? But especially these days when you can stream things on your computer and online. Uh, also look at uh, vehicles, look at houses, look at things that are above and beyond. Now you can also look at a lot of the small things that actually add up, whether you're talking about people who uh, get their hair done, get their nails done, they get various things done to, to pamper themselves where that money adds up, uh, alcoholic beverages that adds up, you know, we're talking about smaller things uh, and, and taking trips and vacations that maybe you could use that money again in a different way to invest it and have a business instead of going on those vacations now, put that aside and use that money for something that would be more long-term. Now, I'm not saying that you don't need to rest. I'm not saying that you don't need to get away. I'm just saying doing things like every year, doing things that are in excess when you could use that money to do what the people are doing that I'm talking about, okay? So yes, people, a lot of people did have money in their families when they first uh, started out, or they had people that believed in them that invested. Some people do take out loans. Some people do have where they have people that a number of people, their friends and family that invest in whatever business. And so they have that money to move forward. But uh, if you're not that person, then you have to do what you can do. So work hard, work hard on that job, get that money, put it away so that you can then use it for investments or for something related to another business. Now, part of this also has to do with the fact that um, a lot of people were raised in a family that talked about wealth management. So it wasn't in those terms. It's not necessarily where they use those two words, but they had a family lifestyle where businesses were discussed over dinner, where investments were discussed over dinner. It wasn't necessarily just small talk. Again, I'm not attacking anyone and saying that you shouldn't have a talk about the baseball game or about a television show or anything like that, tag that at all. I'm just talking about um, what some people could maybe consider controversial because that's not how they live. And then they're, they're struggling for, for money to, to live. And so if you do what you need to do to educate yourself and then do what you need to do to educate your children and have those discussions where you talk about opening up a business over, over lunch or over dinner, or you talk about what's going on uh, that are new trends that are in, uh, in industry new trends related to specific things that they're interested in, do some research and talk about that research uh, over dinner, over lunch, or even over breakfast. Okay, so have where you take your family on a financial retreat where, okay, you do spend some money that you can write off. You can write it off in your business, but you, you spend some money, you get away, and you go look at some property. You go look at some businesses or do uh, 
uh, benchmarking of various businesses uh, on the on the internet and maybe even go interview some people. These are things that are a different way of life, a different way of thinking than a lot of people uh, think about because again, we're just talking about lifestyle and we're talking about the distribution of wealth. Wealthy people, they're either thinking about making money or they're thinking about other ways or other deals that they can cut. You know, it's all about the deal. And it's not necessarily always like that. I mean, obviously, there's times where you you take a break in your mind and you, you have where you talk about fun things and do fun things. But I can guarantee you that in the back of their mind or if their phone rings or if they have where uh, they have an assistant or someone who's taking care of that, they have someone else that's doing that and they're thinking about the next thing that they can create or the next business venture or the next business or product that they can buy that they know uh, is going to take off or another set of property that they can go to and visit and, and that's the next thing that they're going to do. It, it's not necessarily all about small talk. So again, just wanted to give you some of those pointers and also talk about more. We'll be talking about Jeff a little bit more and in, in, in his philosophies. Uh, he has a day one philosophy that, that's very popular. Again, he is the CEO and founder of Amazon. And when we get back, we're going to hear more about Jeff. So we will be back in just one moment. Join us, sponsor us, provide internships for us. Echelon Leadership Institute open enrollment starts in January for our summer leadership and business boot camp. Students ages 7 to 12 can enroll in Echelon Junior, ages 13 to 21 in Echelon Core. Get enrolled and gain the edge you need to succeed. Echelon Leadership Institute. Join us this summer because mediocrity is not an option. Go to G3QARA.com or call 480-227-9743 today. Want to shift someone's destiny? Calling all CPAs, aka community and corporate partners in action. Become a community liaison or a corporate sponsor for our Give Hope Drives for the homeless and needy families. Donate tax-deductible funds, food, blankets, and books. Sponsor and serve our monthly luncheon, mentor a youth, or go on a foreign mission and make a difference. Contact our Soaring with Eagles radio show host, Crystal, at your team at buildthatbiz.com or visit our nonprofit page at fullcolormovement.com. Stop wasting your time on things that don't matter. Let's get to work and turn your dreams into reality. Adults, teens, people of all ages. If you are a speaker, entrepreneur, inventor, or author, contact Crystal Richardson today to get your business started, get your invention developed and launched, get your book written, and more. Crystal and the Build That Biz team are ready to catapult your ideas from dreams to reality. Call 480-227-9743. Get ready to soar. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Soaring with Eagles with Crystal Richardson. Now, back to our show. 
Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Soaring with Eagles. Very happy to be with you today here on Voice America Empowerment Channel, as well as on Facebook Live. So if you are listening to this as a repeat, we really appreciate you. We appreciate all of the countries who are listening to us. One of the things we're talking about is the distribution of wealth. And so we're looking at that uh, across America, but we're all looking at it in countries. So I wanted to just give you some of the stats from from one of the sources that I had one was uh, from Fortune. And uh, as far as the list of countries that have the highest wealth uh, inequality, highest wealth inequality is United States, next is Sweden, the UK, Indonesia, Austria, Germany, Colombia, Chile, and then it kind of goes on from there. So the USA and then Sweden, the UK, Indonesia, Austria, and then Germany. So one of the things that that we were talking about is noting that there's a lot of inequality in that because there's so few people that have the majority of the wealth. Now, what does that mean from the perspective of looking at uh, looking at the homeless, looking at those who are going hungry, looking at those who, who need jobs or need uh, further assistance? Now, there is governmental assistance. And then there are four people, a number of people that are homeless that, that don't want to, to work. Uh, but there are people, actually, you know, adults, teens and children that that do, but their parents just landed on hard times. Sometimes it's because of mental illness. Sometimes it's because of bad decisions in in their youth or when they were younger and maybe they uh, were incarcerated and now they're out uh, and they're homeless because people won't give them a chance uh, at a job. Uh, Sometimes it's because of an accident where they got in an accident or they had a, a serious injury and now they cannot work or or do certain things for a job that could maybe get them more money. And sometimes it, uh, accidents affect your, your mental capacity. Um, other times it could be that, that they had an, a health issue. It may be heart attack, a seizure. You know, there may be something that, that has happened that, again, has caused them to maybe not have their full mental capacity uh, or have where they have limitations. So when we talk about the distribution of wealth, we're also talking about the distribution of health because people who are healthier, people who are able to get out there and and do what they need to do mentally and physically uh, are the people that, that are able to succeed. And there's people who have disabilities that can succeed as well. And the one thing I want to say about that is that uh, I said that first statement because a lot of people don't give people with disabilities uh, a chance. Okay. So the people who are healthy, the people who have money that can have money in their family to invest, um, they're the people that succeed. And people with disabilities and other people that have uh, other kinds of things mentally, where they, they may have some mental issues that have caused them not to be able to do what they may be able to do to, to get going in business, those people also have something to offer. And so what I'm saying is that a lot of companies, even though they have as part of their company core values, you know, that, that they will hire people with disabilities, a lot of times they don't. 
or even that they may give someone who's been incarcerated uh, that's now, you know, out, uh, give them a, a chance. A lot of them say that they will, but they don't. And I know that sometimes it's more difficult because you may have to have what you think might be, you know, more supervision for those kinds of people, special conditions for those kinds of people, but that's what we're called to do. So the distribution of wealth stays the way it is, in my opinion, a lot of times, because a lot of people are not willing to take that extra step, to go that extra mile, to, to help people that actually sincerely need help. Now, I'm not talking about the people who are freeloaders, the people who, um, who are just to get a handout. What I'm talking about is a hand up. Not a handout, but a hand up. People who are really going to take that money and do good with it and do the right thing. So I really believe in scholarships and sponsorships. I do really believe in vetting out people and, and, and having where we have interviews with people uh, that allow us to do more placements of people that really, really want to have that chance. So again, the topic for today is distribution of wealth. And wealth means different things to different people. And part of this is the educational factor. So I mentioned educating our children about the distribution of wealth, educating our children about wealth overall, not just money management, but wealth management. And there's a lot of people who have programs out there. We also have programs related to Echelon Leadership Institute, where we have people come in and talk about wealth management. And so you need to, to have where you're educating your children. You need to have where you are opening up bank accounts for your children, where you're opening up businesses in your children's name so that they can start accumulating knowledge on how to run that business. It could even be, you know, people talk, a talk about a lemonade stand or there's one little girl I saw, she was selling suckers because uh, I, I don't know if she said hunger sucks or something like that, where that was her motto. And so she was collecting money uh, for a nonprofit by selling suckers. And she was very cute. And she had her, her commercial and she had her, her information so that she could share that with people on what it is that she was trying to do. And I am not sure for that particular person if, if she had a company in her name or not. I'm sure she probably did. But those are the kinds of things that I'm saying that, that, that we can start doing now. If there's a, a child, there was another guy that I know that he made little uh, miniature skateboards and did some, there's a way that he makes them that he's able to do finger tricks with the skateboards and he's selling those. Now he's selling those at his school. He could open up a business to sell those and not just have it as a hobby, but have it as an actual business, get a LLC for that, and then open up a business online selling those, get some great commercials, doing some of those finger tricks with those little skateboards, and he could make some really great money. But that particular uh, person that I'm talking about at that time, uh, which was a year or two ago, uh, was not interested in opening up a business. He was just doing it as, an, as a hobby. So if you have children that have talents, gifts, ideas, things that they're coming up with, look into starting those out as, some, as a business. Look into, depending on what the idea is, it may need to be trademark. You may need to have a patent. You may need to go through copyright. You know, it depends on what it is that, that, that they're doing. Um, I have another friend who uh, her daughter 
daughter when she was younger. Uh, she's an author, and so her daughter wrote a book. And so that's something that now she has as, as intellectual property. That's her actual property, that book. And that's something that she can go out and, and speak on uh, to other children about what's in that book or, or even adults. But there's ways that you can start businesses with your children that starts them out younger so that when we're looking at the distribution of wealth on how it is today, where we are able to look at teaching them about money and teaching them about give back models. And so one of the things that I want to challenge companies uh, all over the world, because like I said, there's, there's a number of countries and people that listen to this show is that think about how you can do more from a give back perspective. So if you are one of those people uh, that, that has uh, wealth in your family that has no matter what the amount may be, because wealth means different things to different people, look at how you cannot just have that word uh, philanthropist by your name, but really, really look at what you can do to help your community and help the world. Look at what you can do to help people with disabilities to have where they have a place in your company. Look at where you can hire um, people who have a felony record and have programs in place to give them a chance. And because there's people that didn't go to jail that maybe should have, you know, but there's, there's white collar crime all the time. Uh, and there's people who, who take money or do things in different ways that, that don't, get, don't get put away. But that, that's a whole nother subject that's not really related to distribution of wealth. Maybe it is, but uh, there's ways for you to put in place programs to be able to help those people that need to be helped. And again, I look at that as a hand up and not a hand out. So I said, when we got back from break, we're going to take another look uh, at Jeff uh, Bezos. He's the, the CEO of Amazon. And he did not initially start out in, in a family that had wealth. His mom had him, I think, when she was 17 years old. And he was able to, to uh, go to college. And then he was able to actually use some of the family money from her second marriage, I believe it was, in order to start his business. So what we want to look at is one of the things that I said in the first segment is that he said to focus on results and not on process. So part of my whole life is related to process and quality uh, and regulatory affairs. And, and in auditing, we look at processes. But the thing is, is that yes, companies do have to look at the, the final result. So make sure that you always have that on your mind. And that is just one of his main philosophies. And he also talks about day one. Now there's a lot of other days, I think he goes from day one, two, three, four, and five. You can look up his philosophy on those, but he always tries to stay and stays in day one, which is the startup phase. Always think of life and think of everything in the startup phase, because as you go through all of the days, it, it comes with uh, pain and heartache and some other things that he mentions. And then day five, I think, is, is death. So he stays in day one. He even named a building uh, for... Uh, Amazon for where he works as day one. And I think he even mentioned when he moved the company, he still keeps that name day one as the name of the building, because that's just a reminder to him to always stay in day one philosophy. So 
another thing that he stated is that you, you need to make decisions quickly. So a lot of times people do have where you know that you need to look at information, you know you need to look at the details, you need to look at the statistics, but do that and make a decision. So there's a term called analysis paralysis, where there's people that just really dig too far into it and then never make a decision. And then they maybe ask for more and more data. And then when you're talking about startup companies, when you're talking about launching a new product, I've seen it time and time again, that sometimes you need to just go ahead and launch and then make additional iterations. The same with writing a book. A number of people like, oh, I've been writing a book for five years, for 10 years, and you still haven't gotten it out. Sometimes you need to just go ahead, write the book, get it out. And then if you need to do other revisions to it or have other book projects, at least you've gotten that one thing done. So he said to make decisions quickly. Now, let's look at some of his quotes. We'll be looking at some of his quotes and um, again, talking more about the distribution of wealth. And one of the things that he talks about is work-life harmony, not work-life balance. Let me just try that again. <laughs> he talks about work-life harmony and not the standard term of work-life balance. I actually have uh, another book project that I'm working on that, that has a similar philosophy. It's, it's not quite that, but you need to have where all of that is working together as opposed to trying to balance one or the other. A balance sometimes, you know, it seems to people where you, you have, to, have to choose one or the other, but they need to work in harmony. So as far as how I live my life, I really appreciate that because yes, everything needs to work in harmony. So that, that is another thing that he stated. Now, distribution of wealth. You heard me list off some, some countries where there's, there's a great inequality. And we also can think about and, and think about the capital of the United States. So looking at Washington, D.C. Uh, I was hesitating there because I was, I was trying to think about how to approach this because it's something that's just really uh, close to my heart and sensitive, a sensitive area for me. Uh, a lot of you know that maybe have listened to the show, watched the show, or just know me personally, you know, the heart that I have for the homeless. And we are currently in the midst of a drive and we'll be ha having a charity benefit uh, this year as well as next year leading into June 2020 to raise $5 million for scholarships and sponsorships for at-risk youth and homeless youth that just need access access to programs, people, education that they need in order to have their voice be heard. So when people think about the homeless, they think about adults, but there's children, there's youth, there's, there's young adults that, that are homeless. And so some of it is not their own doing because of, of like I said, decisions uh, that their parents made or just a circumstance that their parents were in based on having injuries or mental illness or different things like that. So we, we are on a, a mission to raise that, to be able to have those scholarships and sponsorships for better schools, 
uh, elementary, junior high, and high school, as well as college scholarships for these children uh, that are youth, teenagers that we're going to track uh, with these scholarships and sponsorships. It's not just giving them money, we're going to track them through uh, their college education. Now, when I mentioned the White House, when I mentioned Washington, D.C., when you go to the White House, if you've ever been there, uh, you can see the White House and just feet from the White House, you can see people laying on the street. You can see uh, homeless people with with um, grocery carts or there's there's little tent cities that, that are around and, and people that um, have left. So that's something that, that really concerns me. It just It just really bothers me that, that you know, right there. And of course, you know, there's people here in Arizona where I am too, but right there, uh, our nation's capital, and there's people feet from the White House that, that are in those conditions. And when we talk about the distribution of wealth, we're also talking about power, okay? We're talking about power. Again, something that may be controversial, but to me, it should be, that the people who have power, the people who have wealth, try to see if there's ways that they can do more, not just to give their money to the swine, you know, as the Bible says, you know, throw your pearls to the swine, not to do that. But there's probably more that people can be doing, probably more that people can be doing. So we appreciate everyone that that does have give back models. We appreciate everyone and all of the companies, you know, I applaud you that do hire people with disabilities, do hire people um, that have been incarcerated. Uh, and then I also applaud the other ACs that do what we do as far as trying to, to have educational programs for the homeless. Uh, a lot of them are just down on their luck. A lot of them even have co college educations. <clears throat> it's not that it's just people that are just uh, lazy. A lot of them have a great mind and just have not been given a chance. And so we bring clothing once a month to Full Color Movement. There's a luncheon that we do every first Saturday. If you want some more information about that, you can give me a call, 480-227-9743. That's 480-227-9743. Or you can go to Full Color Movement. Dot com, all one word, just as it sounds, fullcolormovement.com, and you can get some more information about what we do. But I'm saying that I applaud uh, organizations that give out clothing, not just general clothing, but suits, nice dresses, uh, socks, hats, shoes, you know, different things that people need so that they would be able to go out and have those interests and get those jobs. Just because you're homeless doesn't mean that you need to look homeless. The other issue with that is that those people need to have an actual address where people can send, these different companies can send um, documentation to. So there are some corporations that also offer addresses. And there's a way, I believe, you can also get an address from the, the post office. So those are some other things that, that you can, you can um, get uh, information on online, but all I'm talking about is the distribution of wealth and the fact that there are things that we can do to help that no matter where we are on that cycle and, or where we are uh, from that distribution or lack of distribution, okay? So we can all do our part. And if you work at a company that you see do not, you know, that they do not have some of these things in place that I mentioned about uh, programs for dis disabled and programs for, for, for felons or even a give back program where they don't sponsor uh, 
anything related to the homeless or, or youth or anything, ask them about getting involved. Now, of course, you know, we have a nonprofit. We, there's people from all over the country and, and world uh, that work with us, fullcolormovement.com. So if you don't have one in your local area, you can give them our information. But this isn't about uh, me mentioning this on the show for you all to donate uh, to my organization. It's about having people do their part related to the distribution of wealth, the distribution of knowledge, and just access. The main word here is access. A lot of people, a lot of youth, if they had access to, to better schools, access to, to better equipment for sports, uh, or just track shoes for, for sports and not having to use shoes that are not even for that particular sport, they would be able to excel. And that's what we're talking about is, is being able to give them a hand up and not a hand out. So when we get back, we're going to hear more about distribution of wealth, and we're going to hear some more about Jeff uh, Bezos, who is the CEO of Amazon. We'll be right back. Stop wasting your time on things that don't matter. Let's get to work and turn your dreams into reality. Adults, teens, people of all ages. If you are a speaker, entrepreneur, inventor, or author, contact Crystal Richardson today to get your business started, get your invention developed and launched, get your book written, and more. Crystal and the Build That Biz team are ready to catapult your ideas from dreams to reality. Call 480-227-9743. Get ready to soar. Want to shift someone's destiny? Calling all CPAs, a.k.a. community and corporate partners in action. Become a community liaison or a corporate sponsor for our Give Hope Drives for the homeless and needy families. Donate tax-deductible funds, food, blankets, and books. Sponsor and serve our monthly luncheon. Mentor a youth or go on a foreign mission and make a difference. Contact our Soaring with Eagles radio show host, Crystal at your team at buildthatbiz.com or visit our nonprofit page at fullcolormovement.com. Join us, sponsor us, provide internships for us. Echelon Leadership Institute open enrollment starts in January for our summer leadership and business boot camp. Students ages 7 to 12 can enroll in Echelon Junior, ages 13 to 21 in Echelon Core. Get enrolled and gain the edge you need to succeed. Echelon Leadership Institute. Join us this summer because mediocrity is not an option. Go to g3qara.com or call 480-227-9743 today. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Soaring with Eagles with Crystal Richardson. Now, back to our show. Good morning and welcome back to Soaring with Eagles. My name is Crystal Richardson and we're talking about the distribution of wealth and why it should matter to you. So, so why does it matter to you? Uh, feel free to give me uh, an email or put something in my inbox or on Facebook related to what your feelings are about the show. I've, I've said a number of things about race. I have said some things about the economic uh, climate uh, about government, about uh, inequality, and about 
teaching our children. Uh, there, there's a lot that, that has been stated in this show. And so with that, I really want us to think about what we can do related to the distribution of wealth. Now, um, if you have not already done so, type that into Google and just see what comes up. There's many charts, many graphs, many, uh, many sets of uh, uh, data and information that you can look at. And what we're talking about is probably not where every single person that's listening to this show or you know, all the people that, that you know even may even become you know, billionaires, but it is possible. Okay, it is possible. But what I'm saying is we can do something to help. Now, uh, there's a person who uh, I saw uh, on my Facebook uh, live feed. I just I just took a, a quick peek at that. Uh, his name is Cam. Uh, him and his partner uh, have a really great organization. We'll be having them on the show. So this is a shout out to you, Cam. I really appreciate what you all are doing with your give back model. So I'm not going to spill the beans, but uh, I really, really appreciate what you all are doing. Glad we were to have that talk. Uh, we were able to have that talk the other day and um, look forward to having you on the show. Another person that I've been in conversation with uh, that I met recently and um, have been in conversations with her in her office is Sharon Lecter. And she is the author of Think and Grow Rich for Women. Think and Grow Rich for Women. You want to pick up that book. It's an amazing book. She's an amazing person. And that is one of the, the offshoots from the Napoleon Hill uh, Foundation, uh, you know, they have given several people rights to to write some of these additional um, materials uh, after his death. And so they are currently on the Think and Grow Rich tour. And all of the people that you see there, you know, most of them, if not all of them, have extremely great, you know, give back models. You know, Greg Reed, you know, he always says one of the things after you are introduced to him and he has a conversation with you is, you know, well, what can I do for you? And, and Sharon Lecter, uh, uh, Greg's been on my show. Um, Didi Wong is on there and let's see who else. Oh, um, John Chin that was on uh, the other week. He is a part of the Think and Grow Rich tour as well. And it's 12 countries, 12 cities. They are going to be coming to Arizona. I think they're on their way to Chicago the end of this week. They were just in Anaheim. And there's a number of other places across the United States. So you can catch that as well as in other countries. So John Shin also wrote uh, Think and Grow Rich Asia. And then his new book that he just launched that he sold, I think, over a thousand copies already uh, last week was when it uh, first came out, was How Rich Asians Think. Now, he interviewed uh, on the show last week, he talked about, you know, the fact that he interviewed people from all different ethnicities, uh, but he's Asian. So he, you know, spotlighted how rich Asians think, but he did a lot of different interviews. And so you don't want to just look at the title of that book and be turned off from it. Get the book. And, and read some of the, the great information and philosophies that he has there. All right, so as we get ready to end this show, I just wanted to go over a few more of the quotes from the founder of Amazon. Uh, a lot of you have ordered items from Amazon, and so they must be doing something right. 
uh, with their business model. Uh, and he is still alive and well and, and kicking and, and, and doing very well. So let's just go over some more of his quotes uh, as we get ready to end the show. One of the things he says is, a brand for a company is like a reputation for a person. You earn reputation by trying to do hard things well. You earn a good reputation by trying to do hard things well. Everybody can do things that are easy, okay? So get out there, take a risk, and, and jump. Steve Harvey, other people talk about jump, okay? So get out there, think about what is on your mind, what is something that you can do, and then Think beyond that. Don't just think about what you already know and feel that you can do. Think beyond that. I do that all the time. Some people say, well, how are you able to do all the different things that you're able to do or all the businesses that you work with and, and run and, and, and um, all of the people that you help? It's because I think beyond my capabilities and my capacity. And I, I try to do things and sometimes they come out well, sometimes they don't. But for the most part, you know, God has given me the ability to do a number of things well. So make sure that you think about what is something beyond what you can do. Because if you already can think and know that you can do it, then that's not what he's saying. He's saying you earn a reputation by, by doing hard things well. Here's another I believe you have to be willing to be misunderstood if you're going to innovate. Innovate. I believe you have to be willing to be misunderstood if you're going to innovate. So innovate is to create something and to do something that's new and novel, something that, that's out the box. If you're always concerned about what people are going to think, if you're always concerned about, well, what if I fail or what if it goes wrong? Uh, what if it's not good enough? then you will never be able to innovate. Uh, you have to think about all of those things as part of your analysis, but not where it paralyzes you. You have to go ahead and go forward and then explain the things that maybe got misunderstood because as you explain things, then it may be two or three or four other people or two or three other companies or corporations that may have thought that same thing. So those are things that you can take as inputs and then make your product or your offering better. Another thing, the best customer service is if the customer doesn't need to call you, doesn't need to talk to you, it just works. The best customer service is if they don't need to call you or talk to you, it just works. So what he's talking about there is quality, having great quality. And so in anything and everything that you do, Try to do it to the best of your ability. Try to think about all the things that could go wrong with it and make those things right. That's a part of what we talked about in one of the other shows with failure modes effects analysis. It's a Six Sigma technique. If you need help with that, you can give me a call. But make it so good that you don't have to have customer service. But when they do call, make sure that you have somebody on that line that can get that information and 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 empathize, sympathize with them, and have compassion for whatever it is that, that went wrong and, and get it fixed as soon as possible. But I like what he said. Uh, the best customer service is where you don't have to have anyone call you or talk to you at all. Another one. I think frugality drives innovation just like other constraints do. One of the only ways to get out of a tight box is to invent your way out. So you have to invent your way out. Now, what he's saying is sometimes you can't just open up the top of the box. 
you might have to find a different way. And so one of the quotes I actually have on my Facebook is that, you know, in, in business, things are not always black and white. So for your customers, your clients, always have plan A, B, C, D, E, serious about that, three to five plans, so that you can always give other suggestions. You can give them solutions. Don't just come to them with problems. Go to them with the problem. And then here are various ways that we can solve that problem so that they can see what what you're saying, how you think, and that increases your value to them because you have that troubleshooting mentality. So when we talk about the distribution of wealth, remember, we're talking about people who uh, have money and how we're also talking about how it's a lot of times not distributed across all of the, the people that, that are here. It's a very small set of people that have that money, okay? So when you get it, please remember to use it to do something good for someone else in your community and in the world. And that way, uh, it's distributed more evenly in your circumstance. Thank you for listening to the show today. Hope you got something out of it. And we will see you and hear you and be with you on next week. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Soaring with Eagles. Please join Crystal Richardson again next Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition. Let's soar together, give back to our communities, and change the world.